What's up, everybody? We got 10 minutes here with Seth Toy across the table. Uh, he's joined us in the past to talk about some rimfire, precision stuff. But today, Mirage is what brings us together today. You know what movie I sort of stole that from, Mark? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> if you know that movie, comment. Um, What's Seth- the name? Princess Bride. You got it. Got it. It's been a while. gave it away. Uh, but Seth, you uh, you do a lot of shooting, obviously, as everybody knows who's listened I to do. the podcast that you were on last. But uh, Mirage is a thing that I think a lot of people who do shooting, especially precision stuff, they hear about, maybe they've seen it, maybe they haven't. It's kind of yep. one of those things that just sort of, it's there. You can't help it being there. Nope. But it can screw with your shooting sometimes. Uh, what's the deal with it? Do people overthink it sometimes? What's What's going on? I think there's a ton of... There's simultaneously a lot of discussion about Mirage and no meaningful discussion about Mirage. I think a lot of the practical sides of it, people kind of maybe overplay the ballistic effects, but also Mm -hmm. maybe don't. So I think it's it's kind of a relevant topic to discuss. We can get some of these things out on the table and figure out what we know and... You yeah. could say we, well, should, we, clear we, should, we should clear the air. We should clear the air. What? Uh, <laughs> what even? What even is it for those who just aren't yes. familiar, haven't seen a whole lot of it? Just set yeah. our set our bases right. So you'll see Mirage in a couple of different instances. It kind of manifests itself as like a shimmering optical effect. So mm-hmm. you might see some kind of like warbly air-looking stuff in the distance, but it might also be really close to you as well. So it's an optical illusion that's caused by refracted hot air. Mm-hmm. So people, when they talk about Mirage, often talk about uh, the like seeing water in the desert kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's a different kind of Mirage than heat heat Mirage that okay. kind of impacts shooters. I mean, I, we talk about Mirage a lot, but really it's just a fancy word for heat waves, right? Or no? Mo- in the air, kind of heat waves in the air. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. it doesn't have to be on a hot day per se. I've no, seen not Mirage in a cold day where the ground yep. is full of snow, but it's coming up off yep. of kind mm. of the snow from the reflection of the sun where it heats yep. up. Whenever there's a difference in temperature between the the ground or whatever object you're shooting over and the air, that temperature differential will cause that kind of warbling, okay. warbling heat. What about like moisture in the air? Or like uh, humidity, things like that. How, how does that affect yeah. it? So whenever you're dealing with mirage, you're dealing with a difficulty resolving your target at distance. So you kind of have a hard time seeing what's going on. Mm-hmm. High moisture quantity in the air is going to kind of create that misty, dull sort of effect. I think that's different than mirage in the technical sense, but it's it results in kind of the same thing, which is you having a hard time seeing the target because there's a bunch of smuts in the air. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. What I I guess my thought, right, wrong, otherwise, I was like, well, it seemed like it would almost be like exhibit more if I know like for some reason in my head I feel that I like that for intuitively comes up, but also I do get the fact that it it can be different. It's not necessarily like the humidity doesn't yeah. cause the mirage. Right? No, no. Right. I just didn't know if it'd be like more visible because of yeah. the humidity. I don't know. Whenever yeah, when you've got a lot of air and you can notice it because it's it's dense or whatever. It'll it'll kind of create the same difficulty in, in mm-hmm. seeing your target. 
Gotcha. So what is it? Is the main thing that it's going to screw with you on when you're shooting? Is it just that ah, I'm having a hard time seeing the target? Target looks kind of blurry. That's what that's what I know. I've noticed when I've seen Mirage primarily is just that it is difficult to resolve. Yep. The target. Yeah, that's that's the primary thing, and I think that because it's kind of doing an image shift, mm-hmm. um, people are concerned that it's going to have some ballistic impact as well. And so, I mean, you're only able to see. You're only able to hit targets that you see, really. And so if you can't see it, that might um, hinder your ability to hold on the target well. But I think that there are maybe some other physical things going on in in the ballistics that create mirage that might be affecting your bullet differently, and it might be indirectly mirage, if that makes sense. Hmm. So something that's causing mirage could also be causing a ballistic effect. Yes. But the two aren't necessarily related. It's not like... The mirage made me miss. Is that what you're getting at? Maybe? Yeah, probably not. Okay. Um, but that's that's the gray area of, hmm. of the community. So we I, can still blame it, though, right? Oh yeah. So okay. I would be. It always sounds good when he's ah, it's the mirage. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> mirage, mirage got me again. <laughs> Couldn't possibly have been anything no. here or here. That's no. not me. It's no. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I would be curious to see what um, if if Ian. Ian Clem or Scott Parks have done some real studies to see, but mm-hmm. um, it, I think it would be really hard to isolate between the atmospheric things that are going on and the optical things that are going on. Okay. And atmospherics being that, obviously, we know temperature can be a big thing mm-hmm. with your ballistics, and yep. you have to take that into account, If you, especially when you go from big temperature extremes. So there could yep. be something in the thermals that are happening in the air. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that then are also mm. subsequently causing mirage. So what when you're seeing Mirage, it might yep. be that you're actually getting a visual indication that something is going on that could be affecting exactly. your Exactly. You said the word thermal, and I think that's that's exactly where I was going. Okay. Um, such that if you, like, pilots have to deal with it all the time, and glider pilots especially will ride thermals to regain altitude. Oh, yeah. But, but it'll have weird ballistic trajectory effects, too. Let's say you're shooting from grass uh, over a strip of pavement, like let's say you somehow have an airstrip on your range or whatever, you might see a ballistic jump from the the thermals, the, the convection coming off of the hot runway that hmm. could cause a ballistic effect. But you'll also see the mirage because yeah. that kind of boiling is happening there as well. Okay. One of the really cool things I think about mirage too is that is that people talk about reading mirage and seeing... because. Because you're explaining there, that was a, that was a really good thing I think to talk about where there could be something in the middle of between you and the target. Absolutely. And mirage is coming off up off that, and that mm-hmm. mirage right there, that instance may be different than perhaps mirage that's coming up off something between you and that object, right. or between that object and the target. And you can even sort of, if you're really good, guys like Ian and whatnot, yeah. they'll even notice. Okay, there's a mirage that's you know, and, and I can read that it's even going left to right or yep. something like that. Well, and even by point, how much, right? Yeah, people. Ian like, talks about also like reading it, like changing his focus. So he'll like read mirage like closer to him, and also read it further away, which is just like I don't know, man. That's that's getting into separates it. separates men from the boys for sure. I think depending on target size, it can make a big difference if you're shooting tiny groups at a grand mm-hmm. can make a huge difference. I think one of the things that Scott Parks preaches that I think is really important sometimes is not overthinking it, trying to make your calculator perfect, but if you have the opportunity, send the bullet, trust the bullet, and mm-hmm. make your corrections kind of based on that. Yeah. But for sure, there 
your Kestrel wind meter only does you so much good with the wind that's right next to you. And so the wind reading techniques of seeing blowing grass or watching a, a steady boil of the, of the mirage down there or the direction it's moving can give a good indicator of what the wind is doing at different distances. Mm-hmm. It's pretty weird that the wind can move an optical illusion. And it is. I mean, it's moving probably something out. Yeah. I don't know. So, the, <laughs> so it's not magic. It's an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> what we're seeing manifested is two different physical concepts kind of screwing with you at the same time. So you've got the the heat transfer part of it, which is the convective heat transfer from the hot ground to the air, mm-hmm. resulting in kind of the movement of the air. But then okay. you also have the refraction of the light being bent by the fact that hot air expands when it's hot and so we'll have a different optical density if that makes any sense different oh, refractive index fair enough, than yeah. cold air but then also hot air rises right so as it's next to the surface and heats up it's going to bubble away but then cold air has to replace where that hot air was but it heats up really quickly and so this bubbling that you're seeing is both the heat transfer and the optical phenomenon of the light bending, oh. and especially when you're really far away, it only takes a small angular change for it to be perceived as a really big wobble. Interesting. So, I feel like going back to one of the things you also mentioned, and some of the guys around here certainly preach too, but like trusting that bullet when you mm-hmm. shoot, because like you said, it's easy to just go in and be like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing all this stuff downrange. I, I got to get all this stuff in my calculator just right. Yep. I got to do all this other stuff just right. Yep. And ultimately, if you trust yourself being a good shooter, you've got a good you know trigger press, good like natural point, all that stuff, like fundamentals of marksmanship, and you actually can execute a good shot yep. that you trust... And then see and have good follow through, and you can see where that impact goes or that shot goes. You can make an adjustment Absolutely. quickly, and there's no like, I mean, you know, I'm not the greatest shooter ever, so I certainly have times where I take a shot, somebody, you know, a spotter or myself, I can see like, ah, mm-hmm. yeah, low right, about a half target right or whatever, yep. and I'm like, well, I couldn't tell you to be honest if that was me or <laughs> so I'm like. I'll make the correction, but then I made a correction based on something I screwed up, and then yeah. you know you're kind of all over the place. But and hunters are at a huge disadvantage for this. So hmm. I, I know again, Scott gives hunters a real bad rap, but <laughs> especially in those instances where your first round cold bore shot is the thing that matters, you mm-hmm. don't have the chance yeah. to send one and trust it right good the point. way a competitive shooter might on a ten round stage. So it helps to know what's going on and to know what's affecting things, but especially in a hunting situation, you, you just got to be, make sure you're taking shots that you know what's going to happen to your bullet before it gets there. Yeah. yeah. It seems like when in doubt though, just do what ship you ship it. Just ship it. <laughs> just on. ship it. Uh, or as you, yeah. as you would have, were there, yeah. were it not there. Um, now one of the other funny things too about Mirage, I think it's very much worth bringing up and you have a, your firearm here, this, yep. uh, this gun on the table it is suppressed. You got a suppressor cover on it. Yep. And I, think I know why. Not only do you enjoy probably not burning your hand after, uh, after a good range sesh, but oftentimes some of the most prevalent mirage that you can see is right in front of your face. It's actually yep. happening literally over the barrel or over a suppressor. Yep, it's all right there. And when you're looking through a magnified optic, all of the warbling, shimmering mirage is kind of amplified too because mm-hmm. you're magnifying everything. And so your scope isn't breaking every fourth shot then? 
No, no, not usually. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what, it's like I get four <laughs> shots out of this thing, and instantly everything goes blurry. It must yeah. be the, the scope is on it. You guys put it on a timer. Yeah. <laughs> then I let it rest a little bit, and it's fine. Yeah. yeah, it's planned obsolescence. Apple can do it. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> four shots. That's all you need. Yeah. But no, so what you're seeing a same in the same way as kind of off the ground, you're getting that convection. You're getting the convective heat transfer off of the Mirage too. But I really wish that in like college thermodynamics and heat transfer classes, they'd had suppressor thermodynamics because it would have made the course a lot more interesting. But there's a lot going on in I the wish heat transfer. Taken that class in general. Yeah, there's there's a home ec didn't talk. There about you go. Any, any <laughs> I was gonna say so, so, that wasn't offered in my program. No. <laughs> so then let's review because I think it's helpful in understanding why a suppressor cover is necessary. Right. Sure. You've got three different ways that heat will leave something that's that's hot. Um, you've got conduction, which is solid to solid. Mm-hmm. So let's say you set your, your hot pan on the stove. It's going to conduct heat from solid to solid. You're going to have the convection, which is from the solid to the air. Okay. And then um, radiant heat, which is emitting electromagnetic radiation. But we're not going to talk about radiant heat. Sounds um, cool. Yeah, everything's do it, doing it. We're all emitting photons all the time. You oh just can't God. see them. It's pretty. Jim, you right fun. now you are causing cancer in California. <laughs> a different kind of radiation. If you listen to Californians, what isn't causing cancer? <laughs> um, yep. Okay. But what you're doing with the suppressor cover is you're trying to cover up the convective heat transfer mm-hmm. and make it all conductive. So you you cover up the air, you remove the air barrier, and then all that heat has to run into your barrel basically. Hmm. And eventually, even if you're not running a suppressor, if your barrel's hot, then the barrel will have the convective heat transfer too, which also, you know, looks like, looks like Mirage. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's fun in a physical sense to talk about what's going on with the heat transfer, but then there's the, the practical side of it, which is trust the bullet, send the bullet, put a suppressor cover on and your optic won't look so fuzzy. Yeah, and even some of those uh, some of those F class guys who are shooting a lot too. They'll yeah. have these a these shroud. apparatuses, these shrouds over the entire length of the barrel in order yep. to mitigate some of that mirage as yep. well. I tell you what, heat is a real bear. I mean, you know, like <laughs> you deal with it. It's like it, it when you get your barrel really hot, it can start messing with your point of impact. Yep. You get stuff hot down range on the ground, whatever. You start getting these weird thermals, mirage yep. forms. I mean, even myself in like, because, you know, big in the automotive world, it's mm-hmm. like heat will screw up a lot of stuff in your engine. You oh, get overheated, yeah. all of a sudden you yep. start talking about like blowing head brake gaskets. Fade. Yeah, brake yeah, fade. I mean, all other... really screws up a lot of stuff. It's a pain. But at the same time, if we didn't have heat from the sun, we'd all be dead. Ah, it's so true. So. <laughs> a well, look on the bright <laughs> side. Far too yeah. overdone steaks. Yeah, you know, oh, that's just you don't want that either. That's the worst. Jim, it's we, a good point. You do kind of need it. You yeah. do, need, Jim. You weren't complaining about heat when we were hunting coyotes in negative eighteen temps last week. Yeah, that's true. I won. The heat was very <laughs> welcome. We took any any heat we could get, uh, aside from the one little piece of my skin showing on my face that could have done dealt with a little <laughs> less direct sunlight. Hey, eventually it um, turned black, fell off. You got new skin. Yeah, make a new new skin. Fantastic. Yep. I feel like this is a good. This has been like actually a pretty sweet little rundown on Mirage. I think there is probably a lot more, but we do call this a ten-ish minute talk, and yeah. you know we're already 16. at sixteen. Whoops. But uh, sweet rifle. 
Thank you. Very nice rifle. Appreciate that. Um, if there's anything else that people want to hear about this, if we should dive more in depth on the topic and some other heat related, thermal related, whatever, let us know. Um, and maybe we can grab Seth or uh, some of the other guys again and, and dive in on a full length. I'd be maybe curious to yeah. hear what people think. So, Seth, thank you very much for thank joining us. Thank you very us. much. Anything appreciate else you. as we sign off, though? No. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Right on. Thank you. All right. See you guys next time. Bye, Bye. everybody.